Have you seen that trailer for the new Adams Family movie? If not, watch it real quick, because we really need to talk about this on today's Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name's Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, especially if you're reading my new book, Crucify My Love, which is available in a lot more places now, in theory. At least it looks like it is. So, part of the whole project lately has been to take the books wide, so it is now available on Kobo, Kobo Plus, which is their, like, all-you-can-eat service, Barnes & Noble, it should be up on the Google Play Store, and hopefully eventually on Apple iBooks, but that's been kind of a thing. It's also on Wattpad. So, yay! There you go. It's places. I hope you like it. Yeah. So, it's also on ProjectShadow.com. So, uh, yeah. I want to thank everybody who is so supportive about me moving from a daily to a weekly podcast. And I, I, I wish more people were. Um, yeah. Okay. So I, I did hear from some people that were really kind of miffed about the change. And yeah. So here's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be recording more episodes. They will be coming out daily again, but they will not necessarily be recorded daily. So I want to try this. Because I really want to make y'all happy, and I want to make myself happy, and there's a lot I want to talk about, and yeah. So, we're trying something different, so hopefully you like it. Anywho, if you haven't already, please take a moment to like, rate, review this podcast wherever you're listening. It does help out a lot. It tells the algorithms to share the podcast with more people, and the more people that listen, the more chance we have of actually meeting one another because building community is what this podcast is all about. Okay, so I love the Adams family. I love the Adams family. I love the Adams family. I grew up on the original t TV series, though I'm not old enough to have seen it in its original run. Reruns are a thing, and I loved it as a kid. I remember the movies that came out in the 90s and enjoyed them. I have seen several attempts to bring this back that have not been so good. Okay. Now, first of all, I'm not going to say anything about the art style. We're, I'm going to wait and see how it works. Mainly because knowing that this was originally based off of Charles Adams's comic strips, they did go back to the way the characters looked in the original comic. So that, well, it wasn't really a comic. It was a comic strip, but it, it, it does look a bit strange in 3d. I'm not going to lie. I, I think it's something I might be able to get used to if the show is actually good. 
the voice cast looks entertaining and that's about all I'm going to say about that because I mean you know I could go through and talk about what I have and have not liked about a lot of these actors over the years but you know it is what it is there's some good actors in here there's some that okay we'll see how it works um, I'm mostly concerned about Nick Kroll doing Uncle Fester, just because Nick Kroll, from my to my ear, only has a few voices that he does, and I, I, I want it. I want Fester to be distinct. So we'll see how that plays out. He sounds okay in the trailer, but we only get him really saying one thing: "He sank my battleship." The pop culture references are what they are. Okay, it's kind of funny that they're referencing it in the trailer, which I guess is their way of trying to say that this is going to be a family film and not just a kid's film, since those are kind of hard R movies that children shouldn't have seen. So, okay... We'll see how that, I mean, through pop culture osmosis, even if they haven't seen the movies, they'll probably get the Pennywise joke, but still that it always feels weird to me when a movie ostensibly for kids references really adult material like it, but I don't know. They chose to do that. The idea that that Snoop Dogg is voicing cousin it cracks me up and I'm okay with that. I, I I love the idea of cousin it as just the ultimate hipster, the, the coolest guy in the room. And I'm kind of glad that they're continuing with that. And hopefully that works. It, it took me a second to have him roll up to drop it like it's hot, but okay. If that's what we're doing, I can probably roll with it. My biggest concern from this trailer is it looks like a knockoff hotel Transylvania movie, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Look, I, I like me some trash. I do. I do. I do. And I love, I love the hotel Transylvania movies. I, I, I love them so much because I, I like vampires and werewolves in funny situations and silly situations and stupid situations not just in serious, scary ones. And I am not afraid to say that the Hotel Transylvania movies make me laugh. But the Adams Family needs to have its own voice. And I'm hoping that it does, but the trailer was cut in such a way to remind people of Hotel Transylvania because the kids liked those movies. And that's why they're making me think about Hotel Transylvania in this context. Now, if they wanted to do some kind of shared universe, I think that could be funny. Though, the way they did the animation, especially with the uh, lion at the beginning. See, that's... Okay. This is what kind of set me off. The lion at the very beginning of the trailer, when the MGM lion turns animated to me looked very much like the lion from Madagascar or 
like it should be in a Madagascar film. It's like a slightly more rounded version of the art style from mm, the Madagascar films. And that, to me, is not a good movie reference. Like there, When you're trying to sell me an animated flick, you don't want to remind me of Madagascar, and you don't want to remind me of anything by Illumination. And that's where I get a little concerned, is the, the art style, the very bright colors that they're using is often the bane of something like this. I mean, the brilliance of, if I can call it brilliance, because it really isn't, it's just the way it is. But the, one of the things that makes the Hotel Transylvania f- movies work is the lighting, which allows for some of those comedic effects to come in. If those movies were very bright and shiny, like a lot of animated cartoons, then the jokes wouldn't work because... It's hard enough to believe, you know, the son of Dracula as a hotel owner, even in the context of kids flick, it would be even harder to buy into if it was all bright and shiny and happy looking. This looks all bright and shiny and happy looking. (laughs) Like it doesn't have the gloom that I would expect from an Adams Family movie. And that makes me worry that they don't understand the tone that they need to be going for. Because the thing about the Adams Family, it's all there in the theme song. They're creepy and they're kooky. Mysterious and ooky. They're altogether spooky, the Adams Family. Their house is a museum. When people come to see them, they really are a scream, the Adams Family. They, they're different. They're eccentrics. They're strange, they're oddballs. This they're they're not monsters in that sense. They're, they're just eccentrics. They're strange people. And if the movie gets that and pulls that off, then it has a chance of being good. But this this, this trailer leaves me a bit worried that they don't understand the tone because in a lot of ways the Adams family like with the monsters and that reboot of the monsters has me really nervous too the comedy is built out of the tone that it takes in that the characters don't understand that they're funny like the Adams family should be the straight guy in the in the comedic routine and I don't think that they get that. Now, having gone on about tone an awful lot, the sequence that is in the trailer of Wednesday Adams reanimating the frogs as in the science class and making the zombie frogs cracked me up and I laughed very, very hard. So, if that's more what the movie is, I'm okay with it. And that's the problem here that they're trying to do, especially with a nostalgia property like this. And it's why I'm getting frustrated by so many nostalgia products, you know, properties being brought back out. Because you have to juggle to make them work. You have to try to find some way to get 
fans like me who are outside the target market for the movie. Because, remember, this is a kid's movie, right? But you want people like me who remember loving The Addams Family to want to go see it. Whether it's taking kids to go see it or just going to see it on our own so that it makes more money. Because after all, that's all that Hollywood cares about is making money. This didn't really do anything to hit that nostalgia audience, which I'm not against. If they're going for a completely fresh and original idea, just going after a new audience and trying to hook the kids, okay, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm not one of those people that thinks, you know, you should cater to every 40-year-old who loved something when they loved the property when they were a kid. It's perfectly all right to try do something new. At the same time, I'm not sure how this will resonate with kids. And anybody out there who has kids, please, please let me know what they thought about the trailer. Because my biggest problem with it is it looked like a lot of films that we have gotten already. Namely, the Hotel Transylvania ones. And, yeah, I could see how a kid who is really into those movies might be excited by this one. But I didn't I didn't see the hooks that I feel like something like The Addams Family needs to have to make, to, to make that new audience. I mean, the, really, the only sight gag that they included, and it was a sight gag, well, there were two of them, and that was Morticia, played by Charlize Theron, opening the window at the beginning in the middle of the storm, saying, what a beautiful day. And her putting the vice on Gomez's head and him asking if that's as tight as it can get. Because as we know, that's how he cures his headaches. If you were a fan of the show. So those two scenes in there seem to be calling back to the OG fans like me. But they, I, I don't know how they would resonate with people that aren't already familiar with the franchise itself and maybe maybe it's more ubiquitous than I think maybe the kids today are still watching black and white TV shows from the 60s I don't know I kind of hope so because the original Adam's family is a lot of fun and unfortunately some of the things that should feel really dated don't unfortunately but I, I, I just I get concerned about that, mainly because this is a property that I really do love and I want to see do well, and I would love to get a whole bunch of new Adams Family stuff, because, like I've said a thousand times already, I love the Adams Family. But if it's just going to be a bunch of generic jokes that doesn't, I don't know, I want this to be subversive. And this is the problem that I think animated films are really falling into because Lord and Miller showed us with the Lego movie that you could do a really smart product placement film. Because let's be honest, that was a product placement film that should have felt very dry and derivative and not at all interesting or exciting. It should have felt like, oh, wow, you made a movie about Legos. And knowing 
that we were going to feel like, oh, wow, you made a movie about Legos. They made a movie that was so much more and so much smarter than it had any right to be as a simple product placement movie to sell us Lego kits. And that's the problem, is we've seen that it's possible. It's the problem that I talk about a lot with the DC animated films that know what they're doing, and the DC live-action films that don't. Because we've seen through the Marvel movies that you can do really epic superhero things that build over time and really delve into character and do some awesome stuff while being as weird and crazy as comics want to be. So not living up to that standard feels weird now. And yeah, you know, kids, I think we underestimate kids in what they want and often dumb stuff down. And that's not necessarily a good idea. Speaking to someone, and I know this is going to be a shocker for the majority of you, who is the weird kid in school. What I loved about the Adams family is they just, and the monsters, is they just embraced their weirdness. They embraced their difference and didn't see being different or being weird as anything to be embarrassed about or apologetic for. And that is a, the, a basic message that kids in every generation need if they're going to survive and thrive in middle school and high school. You need those voices out there saying, just let your freak flag, let your freak flag fly and be who you are. And don't worry about how people perceive you. Make your own family. Make your own group. Be weird. Be strange. The group that I ran, with, ran around with in high school, we called ourselves the Freaks because we were different. We actually didn't have all that much in common, except we were all weird in some way. But that weirdness is what pulled us together and what made us strong and helped us get through. That's the message that this movie needs to get across. Now, it can do a thousand other things in its plot and still do that. But the trailer, at least, spent so much time going, oh, wow, look how weird they are, that I'm afraid they may have missed that. And we're going to get a freak show movie instead of a celebration of freakiness movie. And that's where I am a bit concerned. Especially for the kids. The kids really need a movie that, say, that says it's okay to be different. It's okay to go against the grain. It's okay to be yourself and be weird and be strange. Because being strange is in fact normal. Everybody's strange in their own way. So, I don't know. It's a lot to ask from a trailer to show that it's going to have any of that depth. You know, any of those, that meaning or message, but I don't know. It felt much more like a freak show movie. And I don't know if it is just a clone of Hotel, you know, Hotel Transylvania, which at least this trailer really makes me feel like it's going to be. 
at least those movies have that message in them. Where you embrace your quirkiness, you embrace your weirdness, and it doesn't really matter. So, hopefully this, this will too. I don't know. We'll have to see. But I give the trailer a tentative... Ugh. Okay. Rating. I hope you enjoyed the show. I talked a lot about that, didn't I? But it's, it's something that matters to me. And if you enjoyed my blathering, please go to wherever you can and you're the app you're listening to me on and rate this podcast. It really does help. It really, really, really does. If you've got a buck you can throw my way, down in the show notes you'll find a link both for my Patreon and the community support page. If you want to join uh, the project, a dollar really does help. And the difference between the community support page and the Patreon page is people on Patreon occasionally get stuff. So, there you go. Yeah, so, thank you to everybody who gives. I, I don't know if some of you found a weird way to donate to Patreon, but my Patreon went up last month, but I don't see any new patrons listed, and it doesn't look like anybody changed the levels they were giving at, so I, I don't know what happened, but thank you for whatever happened. Thank you. That, that really does help out a lot. If you don't have any money, or you don't feel like giving right now, don't worry about it. Not a big problem. Just... Please share the podcast with people you think will enjoy it. That helps out a lot, too. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show, you can either use the voice message link in the show notes, or hit me up on Twitter or Instagram. I'm C.E. Dorsen on both. Or head over to Project Shadow and find links to everything that I do over there. Yeah, that's it. Thank you all so much for your care, love, and support. It really does mean the world to me. Until next time, don't forget... Have the fun.